Welcome to Feed Your Health, a weekly podcast with your host, Morgan Shepard, where we'll be taking a deep dive into the big dial movers of health, focusing on movement, nutrition, and stress management. You'll get tangible takeaways, tactical knowledge, and exclusive stories to inspire and empower you on your transformational health journey. Let's get thriving. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about triggers and drains. I'm going to start with telling you a little story about my weekend. I participated in a triathlon up in Santa Barbara, which is about a two-hour drive in traffic for me. I drove up Friday and raced early Saturday morning. So about like 7.15, I was already in the water. And it was a really long day. Not an Ironman or anything like that. It was a smaller race. I raced. I had some friends up there who told me that it was also Pride weekend. So we went and we did that, which was fun. And then after that, we all went out for a little bit after at a club later that evening. And while I had a great time the next day, I was recovering from a little bit of alcohol, lack of sleep, and then I had to make the drive back home. So, you know, it was a it was a long day and I was still not in my regular routine. So naturally, Monday, I felt like shit. And I'll bring this all up because I want to talk about how the things that we do in our life affect how we're able to show up. As somewhat of a introvert faking that I'm an extrovert, I love socializing. I really do. I enjoy getting out and doing things and it's super fun. But I know the next day or the days after, I'm not going to be able to show up in my own life the way that I normally do because my energy is depleted both mentally and physically and I just don't have that bubble of like stuff to pull from that I normally have. And I know this is something that happens because I'm super aware of my body and I'm in tune to it and I've been going through this for years so I know how to handle it or at least I know that it will happen. And I know I talk a lot about awareness and in any body transformation journey one of the biggest things that I think people would benefit from learning is to develop awareness of your own body. And I think in today's world, we're so not in tune to it that it can be really hard to find that. We're so used to just sitting down and looking at our phone or looking at a screen or looking at something else and having some kind of stimulation draw us away from our own physical being or even thoughts for that matter. A lot of times people don't know how to spend time within their own thoughts. So (laughs) when I talk about awareness in respect to weight loss or body transformation, there's two main categories that I'm really thinking about. I'm thinking about your mental awareness. And so for example, if you're tuning into what your thoughts are, what your feelings are, what sort of emotions come up, that would be what I classify as mental awareness. And then physical awareness is your ability to tune into you know, the physical sensations of your body, your hunger levels, how much food you may have consumed or not consumed, that kind of thing, stress, energy, even, you know, physical awareness also covers like, are you sore? Are you in pain? Can you move your body well in certain positions? Are you fluid? And I think that we as a society don't really pay attention much to that as much as we should because we spend so much time sitting at a desk or sitting in a car and movement isn't as big a priority in our lives 
as it really should be because you know we only get one vessel <laughs> and so taking care of it is really one of the things that helps us live longer and if we don't do that well then we might not but also you know i talk about trying to make the most of your life so using nutrition and exercise and health to build a body that is going to be able to sustain the life that you want to be living. That's one of the things that I really strive for in my own life. I don't necessarily train to be an athlete to the degree that some people do, but I, I train and I focus on these things because I want to live longer, because I want to be able to enjoy the life that I'm living. But getting back to triggers and drains and what I'm talking about in respect to awareness and how when you begin to develop this process of getting in tune with your senses, it's really about mindfulness and paying attention to the present moment and how your body is existing in that moment. So where are your thoughts? Where are your feelings? Where are your emotions? But also your hunger and your stress levels and your energy and your just state of existing. What is happening with your body? Now, on a tangent side note here, it is important to notice and be aware of the fact that there are many things that have numbed our senses. So, you know, when I talk about tuning into your hunger signals, a lot of people actually don't have the same level of hunger signals as everybody else. You know, I'm not calling out people who are different, but I'm saying basically that because of the ways that our body has been inundated with processed foods, sugar, fat, refined flours, steroids, antibiotics, drugs, you know, all of these different things, along with things like TV, screens, computers, all of those affect your body's ability to, to respond to things. And... Your hormone levels are really going to dictate whether or not you actually have the signals. Do you have hunger signals that pop up and communicate that you're hungry or full? The amount of stress that's going on in your body will affect that. So just be aware of the fact that even if you want to tune into your signals, sometimes you might not be able to because they're not, the radio station isn't blasting as loudly as you would like because they've been numbed. Mindfulness plays a role in tuning into your senses. And I've been working on that a lot. It is something that is a practice. You have to do it regularly in order to have it become a thing that you're able to do spontaneously, especially in today's world, you know? Can you sit in silence? Can you sit with your thoughts? Can you sit with your feelings? Can you notice and name the emotions that are popping up? Can you notice your hunger levels and those things? And then the better you get at paying attention to your own body, the more you're going to be able to notice patterns of behavior that keep popping up. When you notice these patterns of behavior, you're going to be able to distinguish certain triggers or drains that might have caused the pattern of behavior, you know, like, for example, you come home from work and you're tired and exhausted and depleted and it's been a long day and you don't have any groceries in the fridge. And so you stand in front of the fridge or the cabinet and you just eat out of a bag of potato chips because you didn't prepare ahead of time and you came home exhausted and that was there and you grabbed it and it becomes a habit the more you do it. So that, for example, you come home, your body is going to say, hey, I want some potato chips because I 
I did that four days in a row. Let's do it again. It'll become a habit. It's the same way like when you sit in front of the TV and you have popcorn and you eat. You're in autopilot. You're subconsciously just sitting there eating this thing without really thinking about the fact that you're eating something. And the more you do it, the more your brain associates eating with watching TV so that any time that you watch TV, you want to eat. That's something to begin to recognize and pay attention that these types of things show up in your life, you know? It's not easy, and no one's saying you have to do it all at once, but beginning to recognize things that keep happening. So a couple of things I want to clarify before I go any further. What do I mean when I talk about triggers and drains? Well, drains are essentially anything that is depleting you and getting you into a state where you are sort of unable to make a solid decision for yourself in support of your goals and you will potentially make a poor decision. You could be tired because you're not getting enough sleep or because you're overworked. You could have poor energy management, so because you're tired and you're working and you're not finding a way to re-energize yourself or take naps or get that needed sleep back, you're not able to maintain a certain level of energy. I mean, you could be over-caffeinated. You could be drinking too much alcohol. Alcohol is a sedative, and at night, if you're gonna drink alcohol, essentially you're sedating your body so it doesn't get the full amount of sleep that you would expect it to get from a regular night's sleep. You're not gonna be rejuvenated when you wake up. Things like being stressed. When you have high levels of stress in your body, your body is in a constant state of anxiety, and everything is sort of amplified, and you feel even more drained. If you're frustrated, if you're hungry, a lot of times you may not even realize it, but if you're not eating enough calories and you're restricting yourself from having certain foods or not enough foods, then you're basically putting yourself in a drain, not giving your body enough to function. Whether that's enough food or enough nutrient-dense calories, enough proteins, enough fats, carbs, etc. to function optimally throughout the day. Are you eating enough food to support your body's needs? Are you eating enough food to support your body's performance goals? Another drain would be an emotional drain. You know, if you're frustrated or bored or sad or lonely, those things can really affect how you respond to situations. That leads to emotional eating and possibly binging or overindulging and then getting into this cycle of negative self-talk and goes into this whole cycle of binging and restricting and binging and restricting. And all of that came from the fact that you were drained and you were not in a mental place to make a choice that supported your goals, potentially. Another one is, and this is this might seem counterintuitive, but like if you're not moving enough, that's also a drain. So when you're not exercising and when you're not having a lot of movement in your life, like walking or steps or things like that, it actually makes your body more tired. So finding ways to re-energize yourself, whether that's getting in a daily workout or getting in a walk two times a day, those things will actually re-energize you and give you that little bit of oomph to your day so that when you get to the end of the day, you're not as depleted. Lack of brain stimulation. You know, you're bored. You're not entertained. Our attention spans are so small these days because of the screens and the media and all of these social platforms. We very easily get bored, which unfortunately is not great for our systems. I know growing up, my parents basically taught me that I wasn't allowed to be bored. So 
you know, we might go adventuring and go on like a 13 hour car ride to some cool place in the middle of Morocco. And I would have to mentally entertain myself throughout that time, that drive, you know, whether that was looking out the window and imagining that I was a little horse jumping over mountains or whatever, or listening to the music and creating this little fantasy story in my head. People don't do that the way that they used to because they have screens they have their little games and they have tvs in their cars and children aren't taught how to play in their brain and obviously adults don't know how to do it anymore either so that one is a tough one because our attention spans are so small that like trying to navigate that can be super challenging the opposite also applies if you're overstimulated like this weekend i had a lot of overstimulation where i did the race and i did pride and i went to a club and then I had food and I had to walk somewhere and I was driving and all of those things was so draining on me physically and mentally and you know having social connections and interactions all of those three days that I was traveling that was a lot those are drains as well so whether that's being too social or not being social enough that could be a drain I know for a lot of people also noise Noise can be a really big drain, you know, if you're in a crowded area, if you're on a plane, if you're on a train or some like vehicle and things are too loud and there's too much stimulation happening. Learning to pay attention to how your body is responding to these things is very important. It's actually funny that I'm doing a podcast on triggers and drains right now because I'm feeling so depleted after this weekend that I'm not all here. <laughs> like, this is a little bit more challenging than I would like to do. But here we are, showing up and sharing some value, hopefully. Triggers. So when I talk about triggers, one of the first ones that comes to mind is cravings. Cravings can often be because of hormonal reasons or because our body is desiring high fat, high sugar or salt, maybe a crunch, maybe a texture, something like that. That in and of itself is a trigger. As I talked about habits and behaviors and like timing, so your food timing, when you come home from work and you automatically eat something, that is a trigger. Often nighttime snacking, like if you've had dinner and you had your dessert and then it's it's like 9 or 10 o'clock and you are used to having a little something, then your body's going to crave something and you're going to want to eat. But also when we talk about triggers, things like events, parties, people bringing in treats, often we have a fear of missing out on something. And, you know, if we go to an event or a party or dinner or something at a restaurant, we want to make sure that we try all of the food and we get an opportunity to have everything because we're worried that it will be gone and we won't be able to have it again. We want to make sure that we get it. So we have this fear of missing out. A lot of times triggers are things that happen when you're not in control of your own food. So for example, if you're driving home and you go buy a fast food restaurant and you smell it, or if you are in the grocery store and you see things that you suddenly want because you're hungry and you didn't prepare for that in advance, or like if you're in a chaotic environment, that could lead you to feel emotional or stressed or frustrated and like then you might 
be triggered. It's really hard sometimes to separate triggers and drains, so you don't really have to, but for terms of this podcast, I broke it down into those two things because I think sometimes triggers are more sudden. It's like, a, oh, here's this thing. It's causing this problem. Whereas a drain is a depletion of your energy. So they are somewhat different, but they also interconnect. And one of the, the key tools that I actually try and teach my clients to practice is to have quick little intakes throughout their day to tune into their bodies and have awareness of what's going on mentally, physically. Staying out of autopilot. A lot of times we just go about our day and we don't even think about what's happening or pay attention to how we're reacting to things. And there's different things that I like to include in my intakes. And this does, you don't have to write it down, but just taking a couple moments to step back and be like, okay, how are we? How are we physically? How are we mentally? What's going on? Do I need something? Basically, your intake is for you to take the time to figure out what it is that you need so that you can stay in line with your goals for the rest of the day. And it's going to take some time for you to figure that out. You won't necessarily be able to satisfy your need right away. A lot of people like to use the term halt, H for hungry, A for angry, L for lonely, and T for tired. You're taking an intake of what your hunger levels are at, what your mood is, you know, are you feeling some kind of emotion that's affecting you? Have you had a social connection? Have you had enough sleep? Are you exhausted? Is your energy depleted? Those kinds of things. So I break it down into several things I like to bring awareness too. And I think obviously the first one is going to be hunger. Are you actually hungry? When was the last time you ate? When are you going to eat again? How much did you eat? Did you eat high nutrient dense foods or was it junk food? Then what are your emotions? You know, are you happy? Are you sad? Are you frustrated? What's what's been happening in your day? How has it affected you? And I think that one is is really tough because you can't always control your emotions and in fact you shouldn't try and control your emotions. But accepting them and acknowledging them and validating them, those are key. And obviously sleep. Sleep is huge. I like to make sure that I'm getting at least seven to eight hours of sleep a night of high quality sleep. It doesn't always work that way. You know, as a raver, sometimes I get like two hours of sleep. Sometimes I don't sleep at all. But finding a balance, you know, look at your week. I know a lot of people have sleep trackers. They can be useful in showing you how much sleep you've actually gotten in, whether it was good sleep or bad sleep. I did a whole podcast with my friend Irina. I'm going to tag it in the show notes if you want to listen more about sleep. It's such a great podcast. It's one of the first ones that I did, but I'll link that. Go give it a listen. It actually might help you navigate how to have better sleep. And yeah, she's she's a great coach to follow on IG as well. So we've got hunger, emotions, sleep, stress levels. You know, those are all related basically, but what sorts of things are showing up as stressors in your life? You know, is that your job? Is that your environment? Do you drive to work and have a commute that's super stressful? I know for me, driving these days is hella stressful because of my car accident and I still have PTSD over that, but I'm working on it. Do you have too many priorities? Is your to-do list too long? That can be very stressful. Finding ways to take things off of your list and focusing on just the one thing that needs to be done. I mean, honestly, we can really only focus on three things in a day 
And even then that can be too much. So minimizing the amount of stress that's happening in your life, that's key. But also, as I mentioned, exercise. Are you getting in some kind of strength training and or cardio routine? But also, are you doing NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis? So things like walking, moving, How much extra movement is your body doing throughout the day? Are you sitting at a desk all day? Do you then go sit in a car? Do you then go sit at home? Adding in more movement will actually give you more energy. So you might think it's a drain, but it's really not. Unless, of course, you're overtraining, and then that's a whole other category. And then also social connections. Have you had connections with other people recently? As I mentioned, that is something to pay attention to. For example, in my workday... I have multiple calls a day, but I also know that each call drains me a little bit. So how do I handle that? I may have calls on Tuesday and no calls on Wednesday and then calls again on Thursday. Finding a way to divide it up so that I have enough time either between the days or between the calls to re-energize myself, to take a few moments to reset and be back in my body and not super drained from the call. So maybe that works for you with meetings and like finding ways to have more or less interactions according to your needs. And I also like to make sure that I try and have some time outside every day. You might think that's a weird thing, but honestly, it's actually a proven thing that having time in nature, in outside, touching the grass, doing things out in the fresh air is beneficial to your body and your brain. I like to include meditation in my day sometimes. I don't do it every day. In fact, I don't necessarily do it every week, but I do try and get it in more than not. And doing whatever works for you, whether that is a guided meditation, whether that is just sitting for five minutes by yourself in some silence, whether that is focusing on an image or doing some kind of visualization work or having a sound bath, having time away from distractions and stimulation and just sitting in your body body helps you develop that mindfulness and that awareness. So these little intakes throughout the day, they don't necessarily have to cover all of these things, but doing a quick rundown of seeing where you are physically, where you are emotionally, what has happened in the last several hours, how did your night go, how did your morning go, how has the afternoon gone, helps you Begin to identify different obstacles, different patterns of behavior that show up. And then you can evaluate a situation to determine what the trigger or drain was. The more you do that, the more you begin to anticipate these triggers and drains. And obviously by anticipating them, then you're giving yourself the opportunity to plan and prepare for them, which is the key. Planning and preparing for triggers and drains is essentially a way that we can be compassionate towards our future self. Basically, we're looking at our life and we're saying, okay, what might happen today if I don't bring a lunch, if I don't meal prep, if I don't do the dishes before I go to work, if I don't sleep tonight, what's going to happen tomorrow? Find a way to think about what is going to happen in the future and be compassionate. You know that things will happen. You know that there will be drains. You know that there will be triggers that happen that are out of your control. But what can you do now to help minimize that? For me, that's a lot of bringing food with me, making sure I hit up a grocery store when I'm traveling so I can make sure I can have the right amount of protein because I know going to a vegan restaurant, they're not going to put protein as like a main source of food in their dish. They might have this tiny little three ounce portion that's not going to give me the macros that I need. So I prepare for that. 
I may have a protein shake earlier in the day. I may bring some food with me. I may make sure that I have something after. Finding a way to plan and prepare for the tired, hungry, stressed out version of you that will happen at the end of the day. That's why we do all of this. But also recognizing that you will have times where you succumb to those triggers and drains. And so learning to be compassionate when that happens. And something I want to talk about as well is a term that is called radical neutrality. Essentially, it means that everything in the past is neutral. It's not good or bad. It just is. It just happened. And we can learn from it. So rather than judging something as a failure or rather than looking at it as a negative, look at it as, okay, this thing happened. We're going to be neutral about it. We're going to look at it as an opportunity to learn and gather information to help prepare ourselves for the next time that something like this happens. That sounds way easier than it actually is. <laughs> but the key to learning a new skill is the awareness that you can, the belief that you can change, and practicing that skill over and over and over again. So each time something happens that feels like it's a failure or a negative setback, looking at it stepping back, taking a moment and being like, okay, it happened. Feel whatever feelings you're feeling, let them go, and then ask what you can learn from the situation. Because those things that are failures in your mind are not things that define you. They're not connected to your worth as a person. Your worth as a person isn't attached to your actions. So it's important that we find a way to step back and learn from these opportunities and create forward growth. And basically translated into proper English, that basically means that you're going to fuck up. And when you fuck up, don't look at it as a bad thing. Just acknowledge it happens, accept it, and move on. And then use it as a chance to be like, okay, so next time maybe I won't do that. Or I'll prepare better. Or I'll bring my own food. Or I will make sure I get in a workout in the morning instead of the evening because I know I'll be too tired. Being compassionate for that future version of you so that you can show up in the best way possible that aligns with your goals. And one of the biggest reasons that we focus on awareness and noticing patterns of behavior and triggers and drains and all of these things is because it creates this opportunity to make a new choice. Whether that is to plan and prepare, whether that is to learn how to respond instead of react to situations when they actually do occur, finding new strategies to work through when you end up in a situation where you end up emotional eating or binging or overindulging or standing in front of the fridge and eating out of a bag of chips. I don't know why you're in front of a fridge, but in front of the pantry. It's all about navigating this process. And the only way we can do that is if we pay attention to our bodies. Hopefully some of that was useful. Just a quick rundown of some of the things to pay attention to when you are practicing awareness and trying to notice any triggers and drains. Pay attention to your stress. Pay attention to your sleep. Pay attention to hunger, emotions, energy, how much food you've had, how much exercise you've had, any social interactions, outside time, and making space for mindfulness and meditation and just moments of calm throughout your day. So take that into your day. Practice having these quick little intakes. If you want to use the term halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, some people like that. I usually just focus on 
my hunger levels, my emotions, my energy, and my stress, and do that maybe every three hours. They do say that we can really only focus on a project for 90 minutes to two hours. So I think within that period, doing a quick little intake is perfect. Every every two hours, just do a little check-in. Where is your body? What's happening? As always, thanks so much for listening. I hope some of what I said today provided value. If it did, please leave me a review or a rating. It really helps the show grow. I don't have too many subscribers right now, but I hope that my message provides enough value that I can help someone in some way. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Ciao!